0: the Vampire Diaries podcast. This podcast is for both aspiring and current female entrepreneurs looking for either guidance or support. As we break down doors and shatter glass ceilings, we can do it alone, or we can be unstoppable together. I am your host, Anna Marie. Let's do
1: this. Good morning, Gabby. How are you doing today? Hi. Good morning, Anna Marie. Excited to be here and looking forward for our podcast. Yes, me
0: too. Why don't we introduce ourselves? Welcome to the Vampire Diaries podcast. This is your host, Anna Marie. Today we have Gabby Doran, owner and founder of Doran Aesthetic in L.A., and
1: um, we're so excited to have you on. Gabby, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes. First of all, thank you for having me here, and thank you for everybody that's listening. My name is Gabby Doran. I'm the owner and founder of Doran Medical Aesthetics, I'm 27 years old, and only for today, and for Anne-Marie, I'm an open book, so feel free to ask all the questions. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Thank you. I love a good open book. You know me. I go straight, straight <laughs> to deep conversations so fast. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so Gabby and I actually met at Hampton's 818, which is a local hookah lounge over here, and over here in L.A., really close to where we both live, and we met. On a, you know, late night, one random night, we were, you know, both having a frustrating day, decided to take ourselves out for some hookah, which is, you know, my guilty pleasure for sure.
1: Mine seems, too. <laughs> seems to always
0: calm me down. And, it you know, we were both business owners. We both had a love for hookah, and we sat right next to each other, and it was an instant connection. So now we work together, and it's been great so far. Oh, yes.
1: When I first met, Emilia, was like, who is this girl? And then, when I finally met her, I'm like, okay, everything makes sense. She's beautiful. She's bubbly, energetic. Of course, I'm going to be her friend. And we just connected and clicked, and we're able to understand each other on a different level. For the, for, first of all, I think for our background and our experience. Oh, yeah. You know, and that really makes a huge
0: difference which we can definitely, definitely get into. Um, You know, one of the things that we had in common was that we both owned businesses and we're the same age, and we both have very similar backgrounds, which we'll get into later in this podcast. So just immediate bonding. Um, Yes. Gabby, I really want to talk about you and your story, and, you know, let's start from the beginning, and then we'll talk about how you just, you know, why you decided to open Doran Aesthetic, And, you know, what's important to you about that? So you moved here from Venezuela, right?
1: Yes. I moved here from Venezuela at the age of 14. And it was such a cultural shock. That's how can I describe it truly? Just didn't know the language, didn't know the culture, didn't just know. I mean, I knew about America because I came always to visit, but just the lifestyle is very different. It's very different.
0: What was your lifestyle different like in Venezuela compared to America?
1: Well, in, in Venezuela, like, let's say affording a maid is super cheap. They actually live with you. Um wow. Affording a chauffeur is super cheap. And, you know, I was in a position where I had all these amenities and comforts that when I come over here and I don't have, it, it's shocking when you're 14 and you have to clean your room or, or wash your own dishes, because I wasn't used to that, I'm still not used to that. <laughs> so it's 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 very different. And then the lifestyle, you know, you have somebody that can, that can cook for you, and then here you're here struggling, trying to find something to eat, and you indulge in fast food, and 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 just I think the change just really got the best of me and. I don't want to say I so into a depression. I I want to say mostly that I let the I I let the worst part of me win over at that time, and that caused me to gain a hundred and fifty pounds. So by the time I was eighteen, four years later, I was two hundred and eighty pounds.
0: Because you just like didn't know how to cook for yourself, or
1: no? Because I feel like I let the like let's say stress or. Or something that I wasn't comfortable or used to um, went over and I indulged eating. So, like, let's say when I was, when, you know, when you're in a country where you have somebody that cooks breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and it's healthy, it's like home-cooked meals, it's yeah. easier for you to stay in shape as in when you come here to America and from you know, you wake up and you grab, let's say, um uh, McDonald's breakfast and you go to school and then you get out and you grab another junk food and then you come home and then you eat and then it's different. You're going to take a toll. And then when you cannot speak the same language as the people around you and you're struggling trying to fit in, you know, you take a little bit of more stress, especially as a teenager. So you start indulging, let's say, in candy and sneaker bars and Doritos and all these snacks that I really – didn't have access to in my country.
0: Right. So I feel
1: like that caused me to to gain a lot of weight and also being being sad and and being confused of what's what's to come, you know, because when you're young, you really don't know what's going on. You don't know yourself, and it's a struggle to try to figure that out. And and all the mixed emotions, you kind of lose control or you don't have any at that age, you know? So that's one of the things that
0: happened to me. I mean, you went through so many changes. You had to learn a new language. You had to live in a new country and then your lifestyle, you went from being in a very wealthy class to now being in oh. middle class where, you know, these amenities um are even in our wealthy class we you know, we these people don't have live in maids and live in cooks and you know uh-huh. um and I can imagine too, like I know that I've fallen into the convenience hole of junk food and eating out at restaurants because it's just so easy and it's so convenient. It's and, you know, when you have so many different things going on in your life, like food shouldn't be one of the things that you have to worry about all the time. So it's so much exactly. easier just to go through a drive-thru. And it's so cheap. thing. Junk food is so much cheaper than healthy food. Exactly.
1: Uh, and then not only talking about, like, I moved here – america and the next day we find out our aunt my aunt passed away and now we're living the biggest tragedy that at the time my family has lived so it's dealing with a lot of different emotions it's dealing with i come to a country i don't know anybody or nothing about my aunt just passed away you know uh at the time i came through just me and my brother uh, me and my mom so my family has been split up my dad right. had to go to the Dominican Republic with my brother, and I had to come to America with my mom. And wow. it, it was very, very hard at the time to understand as a teenager, on top of all the hormonal uh, new things happening on your body, explain, right. your understand your new situation, and not only that, deal with it and accept it because you don't have any other option back to. Right not even just moving
0: to a country anymore, you were also grieving. I mean, that's so many yes. changes, plus now a huge emotional hardship while you're going through all these changing changes. I mean, those teenage years for you must have been just so frustrating and confusing and hard.
1: Yes, it, it really was. It really was. I I say the first two years from 14 to 16 were the toughest and the hardest years. For me because and then you know a year later my mom gets married to to somebody that's new and we moved from in eight months we moved from florida to las vegas and it was the whole changing and, and adapting and and creating new friends and and you know having maybe your your first boy crush or sharing those experiences in a different culture it was very shocking and and overwhelming at the time for me. And I indulged, my best friend became food. Right.
0: And I know I don't speak alone when I say that making good quality friends is so hard. And I thought it was just hard living in Los Angeles because of the culture that Los Angeles has. We can be kind of a fickle group. But, you know, I feel like at any age, Making friends is really hard, and I personally really rely on my friends to be my support system, my sounding board. I mean, I have a really tall ask of them, Um, Mm -hmm. and I'm so thankful for the friends that I've made, but it is so hard. And for you having to move to Florida and then Las Vegas and then now you're in L.A., you really have to do that like
1: four times now. Yeah, it was and, and make new friends and, and meet people. And then, you know, when you're young, it's easier to trust and it's easier to give a chance to people, especially when you're in high oh, yeah. school. And, you know, my high school friends were amazing. Uh, To this day, they're still my friends, you know, my right. bundle of my – I know they're going to be listening to this, so shout out to you all. I love you. Thank you so much <laughs> for being there for me. You guys are writer-dieters. Like, I – you guys are my strength from everything, you oh, know?
0: That is and, so sweet. I love and, that you still and, kept in touch with all of them.
1: Yeah. That's hard and, too. And, I mean social media yes,
0: makes it a little bit so easier, hard. but it's hard because we get busy. You know what? Yeah, hard we to get to show busy. all the people that we love
1: all the time, you know? Basically, makes me who I am today. You know, right. if it wasn't because all oh, my heart aches, if it wasn't from all the tears, from all the times I wanted to give up for me, the times I, I, I thought about maybe it's better if I just die, I wouldn't be the person I am today. So right. for anybody in high school that's listening to this, I want to tell you something personally. I want to tell you I know sometimes it can be hard waking up. I know sometimes it can be hard talking to your parents. I know sometimes uh, life might not seem fair, and it's okay. You're not the only one. I went through it. Everybody goes through it. But what matters is that you don't give up that you continue fighting every day for what you love and what you want. And your friends have to be the ones that are encouraging you to be the better version of yourself. If your friends are making you sad, change them because they're not the right ones for you. And if your partner, your boyfriend, your boo crush is not cheering you up and, and giving you the right advice, you've got to change that too because you are the person that's going to take you to be the best version of yourself. Amen. And you fought, too. You said,
0: you were telling me the other day, at 17 years old, you had gained 150 pounds. Um, Yeah. And you had, I mean, a lot of different health complications that really gave you the courage to say, hey, I need to lose this weight. I need to be healthier because if I don't, um, I'm not going to be around much longer. I'm not going to. You
1: really fought for that weight loss. I did. I was two hundred and eighty pounds and and obesity is like any disease. So I know a lot of people that are not that are not only obese but I know people in high school that deal with bulimia and deal with anorexia. Right, right. and I wanna to talk to those people especially uh, the people that are overweight, bulimic or anorexic. I wanna say something. Uh your body our bodies are temple. Our body is the most sacred thing we have. And if you're dealing with any issue where you're harming your body, you got to stop because the problems of today, my problems of that moment led me to eat and harm physically my body because I was pre-diabetic, I'd had high cholesterol, I had all kinds of of health issues, and my life was on the line. And to stop living for a moment of weakness or for what you think is pretty or what you think is perfect, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. And you have to have so much strength, so much strength to say no. Right. And,
0: and that that really goes that into what it. you were
1: saying. I really
0: like your theory about our three battles that we live with in our life. Can you, can you enlighten us on that? Your theory about the three battles that we have?
1: Yes. Well, and my conclusion, I came came along in life, we have three battles. Uh, Me versus me, man versus man, right? I will be the number one. Um, Sorry, the curious are me versus myself. Right. Me versus man and me versus the world. So when you're me versus myself, you have to look at yourself in the mirror. And that mirror that... That person that you see can be the person telling you, yes, you can do it, keep fighting, keep going, or that person could be saying, no, you can't, eat this, do that. Things are not going to help you grow. And me versus myself, you have to fight that person and you have to fight that person, and you have to win that battle. I was addicted to food, so I had to say, no, you can't eat that. No, you cannot have that. That's poison for your body. You're killing yourself. And once you do that and you win that, that's how you start loving yourself because Mm -hmm. now you're not doing things that are harming you, but you're doing things that are making you grow and prosper.
0: Right. you got to win the battle with yourself first. I love right. that quote that you said the other day. Yeah, I love that quote with you. You know, and maybe it's not food. You know, I, I feel like a lot of people go through different versions of addiction. You know, maybe you're addicted yeah. to a toxic relationship. Maybe you're addicted yes. to, you know, a horrible job. Maybe you're addicted to, you know, um, Food, alcohol, drugs, whatever it is. There are so many different – maybe you're addicted to shopping. You know, there are yeah. so many different types of addiction. And regardless mm-hmm. of what that addiction is, they all
1: lead to stress, and stress is bad for your health, right? Yeah, exactly. And and the way to identify addiction, because sometimes you're like, oh, my God, you know, my life is not going the way I want it to be. What's, what's, uh, what's wrong? For me, obviously, it was food because I see it in my body. But for people that don't get to see it in their body, ask the right questions and right. and hear your body. When you're in a situation and you're with positive people, like when I'm with you, I'm very, I feel happy. I listen to my body. This is where I need to be. But if you're in a situation mm-hmm. or with people that you're like, uh, I don't want to be here, but it's cool to be here, or I don't want to be doing this, but it, somebody says that it's cool to do this, but your gut deep inside is telling you, no, listen right. to your God. If they saying, no, get out of there, have the strength. That's when it comes to battle. Have the strength to battle yourself and say, no, we're getting out of here. Right. And I think our, especially as women, I would say is our intuition is so
0: strong. And, mm-hmm. you know, the moment that we start feeling uncomfortable, insecure, anxious, are these moments of like, okay, I need to get myself out of this situation Because this is not safe for my mind. This is not safe for my body. And that could just be as simple as someone approaching you at a grocery store or someone approaching you at a bar. And you're like, I don't get good energy from you. I don't feel good around you. I just need to leave. And I feel like the more that we strengthen that muscle of saying no, Mm
1: -hmm. the
0: easier it is to, like, really feel out those people and feel out those situations. And
1: it gets easier yeah. to leave them, too. <laughs> yes, exactly. And it's like, you know, your God, your inner voice works just like everything else. If you have a friend, and marie and you keep telling that friend something, and that friend doesn't listen, would you continue advising them? Right. No, right. you're not. So your God advises you. But if you choose not to listen because it's a choice, it's going to stop telling you. But the more you choose to listen, the stronger right. that voice gets and once that voice rules over you then it's like blindly you can see before things happen
0: right right
1: and and this is
0: now part like this whole story about your your challenges with food and your challenges coming from another country all of this really led up to your your business and your your mission statement of helping other people lose weight, and also providing beauty treatments. You know, um, can we talk about how you got started in the beauty industry?
1: Yes, of course. I'm a second-generation beautician, so my mom has been doing this since I was in the womb. She's actually started <laughs> her passion for beauty when she was 8 years old. Wow. She was able to open her first first spa at 17, by nineteen, she was the beautician of the first lady of Venezuela. Um, wow! Uh, she became the pioneer. Yeah, she became the pioneer of Miss Venezuela and started providing all the beauty, preparing them for Miss Universe. Um. So my mom. Hustle uh, runs in the with, family. Then <laughs> yes, my mom. Yeah, my mom is the one that she she puts all the iron where when it needs to be at.
0: What a great I mean, mom woman. to have
1: while you were growing up. Yeah, I I remember being a kid. Yeah, Yeah, tell me about your mom, sorry.
0: My mom also owns, both my parents owned businesses as I was growing up. So for me, Mm -hmm. I always knew whatever job I was in, whatever I was doing in school, no matter what, I was going to own
1: my own business
0: because this was my reality
1: that I lived in, you know? Exactly. And you saw it from your parents. So it's like you already had the techniques and the advantages to kind of like know how it kind of, you know, works a little bit because- one right. way or another, you're, they're helping them. I was at 14. I was helping my mom. After school, I would go to the business, and I would yep. be there helping her in their cleaning, picking up, doing this, doing that. It's like, oh, what, yeah. mom, what you want me to do next? For I was cleaning tanning beds
0: at, like, 13 years old. Yes. <laughs> cleaning tanning beds, wiping down windows, fetching flowers from yep. the front desk,
1: you, sweeping exactly. up hair.
0: If I never have yep. to sweep up hair ever again in my entire life, I will be happy. You've
1: done enough. You've
0: done enough sweeping of hair. I have to say, though, it is, um, you know, as a white woman in our community, I do have to admit that I am very privileged to have grown up in a family of business owners because I immediately saw that representation in my community and I never once questioned that I wasn't capable for that, like, of doing that as myself. You know, we are so grateful, we are so um, privileged to have grown up around um, around women that, you know, were courageous and worked really hard and opened their own business. And not every family, you know, not every woman, not every kid um, is privileged enough to, to grow to up in that them. environment. Yeah, yeah. And just mm-hmm. seeing that, like, you know, just seeing another person in my community, someone in my family have the courage to start a business, I never even questioned whether or not I was going to be good enough or capable enough or smart enough. I just knew immediately. I'm like, if my mom can do it, I can do it too, you know?
1: Exactly. And that's how I felt. And one of the things I'm the most proud of my mother is, like, she came to this country and kept the business up for 12 years without speaking English. Wow. So my mom speaks very little English. And and that I want to tell too and and you see it all the time like in Indian families you mm-hmm. see it all the time in like Muslim families that that it has to do a lot their, their success I, I believe it has to do a lot uh, to do with kids like us that were right. always there uh, kind of helping or or translating or, or or contributing towards the cause and. And it makes me – and it, and what I want to say is that no matter what your limitations are, you can do it if you put your heart, soul to it. Right. I think
0: one of the things that we bonded about was I was in high school, and I'm the oldest kid in my family, and I was in high school, first generation. Um, my parents are from England. And my parents mm-hmm. had no idea what the s a t were like s a t s were at all yeah. they had no idea what the college application process looks like, what student loans looks like, and they we were learning at the same time, you know I was a junior, a senior in high school, and they had never done that in the country that they came from, so this was like something that is such a unique experience, but it's really only unique to first generation immigrant families mm-hmm. you know yes. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I'm sure even for your mom, too, like while you were, you know, going to school, while you were growing up, you probably had to translate no for idea. your mom a lot.
1: Yeah, my mom your, had no prob- idea. Right. I right. remember that one of the things that um, that made me grow up the fastest
0: mm-hmm. is that
1: the moment I turned 14 and the moment I came to this country, I had to be an adult. Because I had to be there with my mom, translating, dealing with her issues like they were my own, and dealing with the responsibility of her choices like they were my own. And sometimes they weren't the wife's choices because she didn't know any better. But it made me grow up faster. Yeah, because you weren't even,
0: I mean, you were Mm -hmm. her daughter, but you were also her partner. You know, she owned a business for 12 years. But mm-hmm. I can only imagine when it comes to, you know, lease agreements and business loans. Everything. Unless, unless she had um, a Spanish-speaking advocate for her at all of those meetings. No. You were that girl,
1: you know? I was the advocate, yeah. And I remember at when I turned um 18, I'd already been running a business for four years with my mom. My mom it pretty much worked, but I was, like, running the logistically. And right. I remember talking to my landlord, being a woman, being an immigrant. Mm-hmm. And being eighteen years old, and I remember my landlord looking down on me and mm-hmm. making me feel like
0: you're a woman,
1: you're young, you don't even know what you're talking about. And for the longest time, when I turned twenty, I turned, when I turned twenty, I started lying about my age when I talked with people about the business and tell them I was older, just oh, so yeah. they didn't take advantage of my age because I didn't know the experience I carried on my back. Right, and I feel like that is a very common experience
0: with other female business owners is we don't get the automatic respect in the room that men do where like when I hear that or when I have to deal with it myself, because it does come up still, it's, I just have to roll my eyes and like, you know what, watch me do it better, but watch me do it better wearing heels. You know? Exactly. Exactly. I'm putting a twerk to it. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And it's just one of those things like, uh, It's just one of those things that as a female business owner, we have to deal with and we constantly have to prove ourselves and Uh demand respect from people in those rooms. And it it sucks, but uh, this is the reason why I believe that women are stronger. (laughs) We have to put up with way more
1: adversity, you know? Adversity, and not only that, they say that if men have to give birth, then men race will be extinct. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I heard that, but I heard like if men will have to give birth, there will not be any any children because oh, labor gosh. is so hard. Being a mother is so hard, and I right. want to give a special shout out to all the mothers that are independent that are the single mothers that are raising a child by themselves, that are running a business, that are doing three or four different jobs just to provide for that kid. You guys are awesome, and I want to thank you all for contributing to our society and being such an amazing role model for me and for, for the people around you.
0: Amen. This is
1: exactly the reason
0: why I started this podcast, was because I feel like female business owners don't always get the voice and the and the exposure that they deserve, and people don't realize one how hard it is to start a business, but two the stories that we have to live through in order to have the courage to start a business, right? Mm-hmm. So yep. let's I let's
1: talk about your your med spa during aesthetic. Can we talk about that a little bit? Of course. So I opened um during medical aesthetic when i was twenty five years old, and you know my concept it it as you grow with your business as you grow in your business, your business grows with you right. so the concept of during medical aesthetic um is about personalized weight loss program, personalized beauty consultations, and to overall empowering women from within. So what do I mean from within? We want to make sure the women that come here are not only beautiful, but they're healthy. They're cautious on the choices that they are making and that they feel good about themselves, that they feel empowered, that they feel mm-hmm. that they are not only making a difference on themselves, but on, on the world. Because I want to talk about my foundation as a Women of Enlightenment during foundation. And I want to say that, Um, Every 25% of all my earnings, I put it towards a foundation that helps foster girls, uh, foster women, or women that have low resources get educated. Because I believe education is power. And once you're educated, you learn how to identify predators. You don't put yourself in a situation where you will get abused or you will feel, you know, bad. But, in fact, right. you are going to conquer because now you're going to recognize beauty and you're going to prevent it.
0: Right. And I loved what you said during our pre-interview. You, you said it. I wrote it down. We can lose everything, but nobody can take away our knowledge. And that's really exactly. the value of your beauty school that you are creating is you're trying to give people, you know, women, the, the education that they need so that they can provide for themselves for the rest of their lives. You know, yeah. If they're interested yeah. in the beauty industry, of course. So can yeah. we talk about can we talk about your personalized weight loss program a little bit? What makes your
1: approach to weight loss different? Well, my personalized weight loss, I gave you a blood test and it's a food sensitivity test in which tells me what foods are actually making you get, gain weight because your body's not metabolizing them and is storing them as fat. Then everybody's body is different and everybody has a a lifestyle. So um, you'll consult with a registered dietitian in which, based on your results, she's going to make you a personalized diet for you. Um, We have different machines that target different areas. We use also this really good fat-burning lasers, uh, lipo injections, and an overall program that will satisfy your needs. Like I like to say as I'm giving you the tools for success and it's on you to build the house. We're going to give you everything you need so when you get what you need, you go out and you do what you need to do to be successful. As a person that will stop myself, I will coach you. I will guide you. I will be there with you. Your wins are going to be my wins, and your lose are going to be my lose. I take my job very serious. I love what I do. I can we can off- we
0: talk about the, the blood exam? Sorry, I didn't mean to yeah, cut of you course. off there. I, just, I want to make sure that we have a full understanding of this blood exam. So, well they, it's if my understanding is that, you know, you take a blood sample from the person who is looking to lose weight or not and it runs through it basically shows up all of your food sensitivities
1: and Yes, correct. Okay. And so, so it shows like your food sensitivities. So we take a blood test, you'll come here without eating, let's say from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m., to 10 a.m., and right. we'll blood. We send it to Alcott, uh Science, which is a laboratory that specializes on uh, food sensitivities, celiac okay. disease, Crohn's race disease. So, And they tell me what foods are making you fat, what foods do you have no tolerance to whatsoever. And What's your the craziest is- food that you've seen on someone's test, like, that they
0: have the highest food sensit- sensitivity to, and then you've, like... You, like, would have never
1: guessed it. Uh, the craziest thing I saw to this day, a person that was naturally born vegetarian, she couldn't eat any meat. She couldn't even eat seashells. She could only have, like, white fish, tilapia, salmon, just, like, no meat, no chicken, no eggs. Like, mm-hmm. all of that will make her fat. The patient actually lost me 40 pounds in a month after so she cut chicken. all the food. Chicken, no chicken that, like, everybody tells you
0: if you're going to lose weight, have, you know, mm-hmm. unsalted chicken with quinoa and vegetables. And a lot of people do that when they're on, like, a dietary restrictive diet. So, chicken was actually making her fat because she had a food sensitivity yes. she didn't know about.
1: Oh, my yes, gosh. It was. Yeah. Chicken. I'm actually intolerant to quinoa and avocado. So, that was crazy to me. The moment I caught avocado, avocado was the, like the healthiest yes. thing. It's supposed to be yes, a healthy have- fat. <laughs> I know, and I was, it was making me fat, and I lost 15 pounds right after I caught it.
0: Just because you so quit eating things. avocado, just like avocado, that? Avocado,
1: yes. Like your just body like just,
0: that. Doesn't, just doesn't digest it properly, and
1: the moment you cut it out, you lost weight? Yes. My body wasn't digesting it. My body was using it as a – like my body was actually storing it as fat. Wow. So the avocado was making me fat. Um, quinoa was making me fat. I, I cut quinoa to – um, cucumbers. Uh, and I have people that actually... Uh, Wasn't there someone that had that green tea? They had a food sensitivity green to green tea. tea. Ah, and the funny thing is that the person knew what you it. All of you think
0: would be healthy. <laughs>
1: yeah, all of the things. And that's why and mind the blown. most important thing... Mind blown, because the key to success in everything is getting to know your body. Right. And getting yeah. to know yourself. Once you know your body, once you know yourself, once you know what you can eat and what you cannot eat... Uh, it makes a huge difference. Like me, people, I was eating hummus. Hummus makes me fat.
0: It's like chickpeas are
1: on your like list Cheek of food sensitivities. Chickpeas, wow. yeah. Every time I would eat hummus, I will have this gut. I'm like, why am I doing this gut? And once I cut out hummus, my stomach went back to being normal.
0: So how can people make an appointment to get this blood test right now? Like, what can we do for everyone that's, like, mind-blown about the fact that green tea apparently is not healthy for some people? Like, what can we do to get on your list to sign up for this personalized weight loss
1: plan? What can we do? Well, you can call me at 818-858-6014, 818-858-6014. You just put your phone number make... on a podcast, girl? <laughs> Do you, <have> a <laughs> you want a website you people can go to? Know? Me yes. You can okay. go to DrSlimHealth.com and click and put the button. And anybody that okay. wants to call me, just please just don't call me saying anything funny. Just show me love <laughs> and book a consultation. Can people follow you on Instagram? We have that. Well, we of do course. have because I set it up
0: for you. Um, yes, follow me on Instagram. at Dr. Slim Health. And uh, we will be posting some before and after pictures of all of these people that have gone through her per- personalized weight loss plan, as well as the other beauty treatments you've provided. I know you performed a derma planning facial and a 24 karat gold facial on me last time. I was at your med spa, and let me tell you, this is what three weeks ago, and my skin has never looked better. I went out in public yesterday with no makeup on,
1: and I got. I so many... amazing.
0: Yeah, I got so amazing. many compliments on my skin. I mean, I put like brows on because if I don't have eyebrows, then I just look scary. But <laughs> I got so,
1: so many amazing. compliments
0: on my skin. I, I mean, I, I, my skin is literally glowing from the inside out because of that facial that you gave me. I'm like sold. I'm ready to do it every day. <laughs>
1: And you're more than welcome, and you're more than welcome. <laughs> and everybody that wants to get a consultation or just come stop by and say hi, you guys are more than welcome. I I believe love is something that you give and you get back, and I am so ready to give as much love as I can to everybody that wants to receive it.
0: Let's talk about some of the beauty treatments that you provide at your meds spa right now. Well, well, I just talked we about the dermal and
1: the um, okay. Yes, we do fillers, we do PDO threads, we do Botox, uh, permanent makeup, we do IV therapy. Wow. Um, we're pretty complete beauty clinic, so if you want it, we have it, and if we don't have it, we can refer you to the best team that will have it. You guys also do that. Is it called a vampire facial
0: that Kim Kardashian yes. does? Yeah. How yes. can we sign mm-hmm. up to do that? We just go on your website
1: and make an appointment? Make an appointment, yes. You go on the website, you make an appointment, and and yeah, you can see all my services there to com.
0: I love that. Oh my gosh. Your story, Gabby, is so inspiring. You know, from Thank moving. Thank you so much. Moving to America at 14, gaining 150 pounds, losing 150 pounds, you know, opening your med spa and now transitioning it into a beauty school so that you can also not only make people beautiful, but you can empower women to create the businesses that they want and provide for their families. Um, um, I feel like obesity is such a huge epidemic in our country right now. So, Just being able to provide a personalized weight loss plan that actually comes from that person's blood. You know, my weight loss plan might look different than somebody else's weight loss plan. And I love that because so many of these companies, I'm not going to say it, but Breach Bobby, (laughs) you know, companies like that, they – you know, it's like this one stop shop for every single person. And this is our plan that's guaranteed to make every single person happy and lose weight and full of energy. And I just look at it, I'm like, I call BS guys because I have a completely yeah. different body than that. And right. I have to eat carbs else. or I'll fall asleep, you know, at my desk all day. Exactly. So.
1: And that's what people don't realize that we're all different. And if you go to a place where they're trying to treat you like you guys are all the same then yeah. it's not going to work out. You have to find somebody that's going to gather to you and uh feel your needs as an individual, right? Right? Not oh, as a man. category. Well,
0: thank you so much Gabby for sharing thank your story. Thank you so for, much
1: and Marie for coming on, so on the podcast
0: here. I really really appreciate it. Um I love how much uh how much value you've been able to provide to our community today. And um I'm so excited to uh see how um see how your business grows and how uh much success and be a part of it future. and be a yes. part of it. I'm
1: well, so ready. Thank you so I much.
0: Say so. All right. Thank you so much for tuning into the Fempower Diaries podcast. Um I am your host Anna Marie. Thank you so much Gabby Doreen for being our guest and we'll catch you next time.
1: Thank you and I hope I see you all. Bye-bye. Thank you for having me Bye. Of course.